Hey, hey, hey. What is up, guys? How we doing? Welcome back. Another episode of Brian Carter 99. And uh, I hope you're doing well. I really hope you do. I am doing fantastic. Um, if you haven't seen it yet, I've got the YouTube channel up. And there's a little surprise in there, which is that I now have a puppy. So um, that is very exciting. I've got a adorable, freaking adorable little four-month-old pit bull mix puppy. And she is just a little adorable snuggle thing. So I've got her snuggled up next to me. And uh, I haven't been able to get much sleep the last couple days. Um, but you know what? It's a good thing. It's a good thing. And uh, very excited. Um, just kind of a quick podcast today. Just want to go over some news, uh, some rumors, uh, update you guys on the channel. Since the channel is now live, uh, I now have, I think, four videos up. Yeah, I've got four videos up now. Four videos. I am a real YouTuber. And um, <clears throat> the YouTube channel is the same. Oh, good idea. I'm going to have to do that. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. So let's see here. Yeah, on the channel. Four videos. So I've got a couple. Just kind of what I'm doing at the moment is I'm picking a player and a potential drop draft prospect and basically what i'm doing is um <clears throat> with the channel it's pretty much just draft prospect um let me pause this here and i'm gonna do this guy a favor because yeah so one of the videos that i used uh this guy named couch potato general manager and I am going to put his link to his channel in there because he's an awesome dude who posted all this. And I am going to post this or at least update it so that he's in there. So anyways, though, um, yeah, the channel, um, basically, I'm just trying to find prospects that I think might be a fit uh, for the 49ers, uh, you know, typically I'm looking for a player that fits a position of need uh, or a scheme fit. And I'm trying to find players that I think would add value that the Niners, if I was the GM, I would kind of target. And also trying to kind of wrap my brain around what Shanahan and Lynch are going to do, even though we really never know. Um, yeah, and with the videos, sometimes it's difficult to find good film. Sometimes you can find good stuff. But, yeah, basically, um, just going on the internet, finding some film. Typically, uh, one or two games of game film. Um, I'm working on finding some All-22. I think I may have found some. Uh, don't ask me how, because I'm not going to tell you. Um, but, yeah, we're going to start putting out some some more film breakdowns and just looking at prospects. And I, I don't pretend to be an expert again. I'm just some guy who loves the sport and I try and do my best in terms of, you know, seeing who's it, who might be a good prospect and who won't and where do they fit? 
Obviously, some prospects are better than others. Right now, I'm just kind of looking at uh, day three prospects that I think might be interesting to look at. And I think as I get more comfortable with uh, doing film analysis and getting a better idea about this draft class, I'll start working up towards the um, working up towards the better prospects. You know the the round two, round three guys. Whereas right now I'm looking at a uh, day three guys. You know round five, six, seven. Um, but I do have a list of uh, guys that I'm going to work on next. So at the moment, um, who have I got up right now? So at the moment, the channel has, I've got uh, two running backs up there, uh, Ty Chandler and Zonovan Knight. And I've also got a wide receiver, uh, Javon Hiley, probably pronouncing that wrong. Uh, But those are all potential day three guys. And if you want to go watch it, I really hope you do. I hope you enjoy it. I've also got uh, Senior Bowl uh, drills, which is really cool. So that's why I've got to put this uh, link to this guy's page uh, because he was awesome enough to get those three posted. And I want to give him full credit. Don't want to get things taken down for being a shitty person and, uh, you know, using other people's stuff. Um, I'm not monetizing any of this, so I'm not trying to make money off of other people's work. I just want to do some fun draft analysis. So, um, that being said, again, the channel, Brian Carter, nine, nine, really encourage you to check it out. Um, some upcoming guys that I'm probably going to be getting film of and doing. So there's four corners that I've got just off the uh, top of my head. Actually, I'm going to add a fifth one here. So C B. somebody that PFF mocked. So anyways, um, I've got, and this is just on the, on the current docket of videos that are going to be upcoming. So the next videos I'm going to do, I'm going to do defensive line, uh, senior bowl analysis. So same guy who had a, yeah, couch potato GM, same guy who had uh, a lot of the DB wide receiver one-on-ones. I'm going to watch the defensive line and do some analysis on that. Uh, After we do that, I'm gonna start getting into corners and wide receivers, and I don't really know where these guys are gonna fit. They're just guys that I wanna look and see, hey, could this guy be a fit? Uh, But guys like uh, Tyreek Castro-Fields, Jalen Watson, uh, let's see here, Kyler McMichael, who did really good at the um, uh, East-West Shrine, uh, let's see who else here. Chase Lucas, who I heard really good things about, uh, also had a good East West shrine. Cam Taylor Britt, who has been mocked to the 49ers as a potential late round pick. And I've also got some receivers that I'm going to try and do like uh, wide receiver, Danny Gray, Bo Melton, Vellis Jones, Jr. Tyquan Thornton, uh, or Tyquan Thornton and Jalen Tolbert. And again, these are guys where I'm thinking, you know, potential scheme fit, a need on the team, some value, things like that. And also these are just kind of guys where I don't think that they're super high draft prospects. So as I get more comfortable with the draft prospect and analysis stuff, then, you know, we'll get into some more, uh, more serious prospects here. 
And I'll obviously, you know, go back and rewatch some and so on and so forth. So, um, that being said, what else is going on in the world? So enough about my YouTube, uh, chances are you're already, you know, checking it out. If you listen to this other news, uh, we had a super bowl. It was all right. Uh, we weren't in it and we beat both of the, we were three and a, we were three and one against the super bowl team. So that's a, kind of a bummer when you're sitting there watching these teams and you're like, damn it, we beat both of them during the regular season. <laughs> Undefeated against this two, these two teams in the regular season, actually. 3-0 and in the regular season against these two teams. <clears throat> yeah. Um, the result was kind of what I expected and the game was kind of what I expected. I, I was, most of all, I was impressed by how the Bengals defense managed to make adjustments and they did a really good job in the AFC championship game, making adjustments uh, to shut down the Chiefs in the second half. They did a pretty good job shutting down the Rams for most of the game. The Rams only had, you know, 16 or 17 points or whatever going into that final drive when they had that final game winning touchdown drive. And, you know, it is what it is. The Rams ended up winning it. Um, I don't want to get too much into the analysis of the game in and of itself. Uh, you know, Stafford, he had three touchdowns. He had two interceptions. Um, the Rams defensive line just destroyed the Bengals offensive line. And Joe Burrow, as good as he is, and Jamar Chase, as good as he is, and T. Higgins, as good as he is, they just weren't able to get it done, which is a big bummer because uh, I was really rooting for the Bengals. And now we got to watch the Rams go out there and be like, we won the Super Bowl. And it's like, all right, you know, congratulations on buying a Super Bowl. All you've had to do is give up every single draft pick that you have in the first day, first two days for basically, you know, 10 years. <laughs> but uh, hey, you know what? They won. I do think it was a little bit odd that um, Cooper Cup, Got the MVP. Personally, I would have given it to Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald was just wrecking that offensive line. And I don't know if the stats up, but I remember he having him having multiple sacks, run stops, pressures. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, again, credit to them. They won the game. I feel like we could have won that game against either one of them. But, you know, that's that's another day. But it wasn't a bad Super Bowl. Halftime show was solid. Uh, a lot of good ones. A lot of classic uh, classic rap and hip-hop hits. So you gotta love it. Big Eminem fan. I grew up as a, a rebel teenager in the suburbs. Listened to Eminem. So gotta love that. <laughs> this is cool seeing Eminem. Uh, Dre killed it. Snoop was good. Uh yeah, just all around good performances. I thought it was funny that 50 Cent was like super thick and just like hanging upside down and not like jacked bodybuilder thick, but just like, you know, 50 cents now a dollar. <laughs> he just, he's thick, <laughs> like three C's. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was a good show. I liked it. Um, some other news. So obviously we got Mike McDaniels out to Miami. Um, we're getting a comp third round pick, which is pretty sweet. 
Uh, Wes Welker, our wide receivers coach, and John Embry, our tight ends coach, they are both also going with uh, Mike McDaniel over to Miami, and they're going to be a part of the Dolphins. So we lost a couple people on the coaching on the coaching tree here, but it happens, you know. You lose some, you gain some. I'm really glad that we picked up Anthony Lynn. I think that's going to be huge. And, you know, Shanahan, Shanahan and Lynch, I have uh, I have faith in them that they will they'll be able to find more quality coaches to fit. Speaking of which, apparently Vic Fangio met with John Lynch before the Super Bowl, uh, a couple days before, not like right before, but he met with Lynch to possibly have a consulting thing, uh, some type of consulting position. And I love it. I love it so much because this is just Shanahan again bringing in guys, coaches that, you know, can fill in positions when somebody gets promoted. So we were grateful to not lose D'Amico Ryans, our defensive coordinator. But he was getting serious interviews. He got a second interview offer. And he's probably not going to be here that much longer. He could be gone after next season. In which case, if we've had Vic Fangio around here, how great would it be to have Vic Fangio step in as defensive coordinator if D'Amico gets hired? And then same thing with Anthony Linton. We lost our run game mastermind uh, in Mike McDaniel, but... Anthony Lynn is really good in the run game. He's an offensive coordinator. Uh, He's been an offensive coordinator. He's been a head coach with really good offenses. He's going to be the assistant head coach, and he's probably going to have a, you know, a big, uh, a big hand in the offense. So he can step in as offensive coordinator, potentially. I don't know if he's planning on doing that or if they're planning on promoting somebody within. I think I've heard the name Bobby Slowick. I'm probably wrong on that, but, you know, so, yeah, the, the, the Shanahan Lynch team is doing a great job at finding good coaches, developing good coaches. When good coaches get promoted, they find new guys to bring in who are really good. And just think about the level of respect that Shanahan and Lynch have built in the team for the fact that they're getting Anthony Lynn to give up an offensive coordinator position to come in as an assistant head coach. They're getting Vic Fangio, one of the best defensive coordinators uh, and defensive minds, I would say of the last decade to come in as a interested in a consulting gig. So I think it's awesome that we're able to continue this coaching carousel and bring in quality coaches, develop coaches, and it's a, it's a good thing. Um, one thing that was kind of funny was uh, Joe Montana being pro-Jimmy now, which was kind of funny because Joe Montana a year ago was saying the opposite, saying that the Niners needed to get another one. Uh, Joe's incredible. He's the GOAT. He was the first GOAT, four-time Super Bowl champ. Won every Super Bowl he went to. Brought the Niners four rings. Um, But you know what? He's entitled to his opinion. Um, But yeah, I mean, it is just kind of funny that he's uh, changing his mind. 
And I can understand it from the point of he was the veteran that was forced out for the younger guy who was extremely successful. Jimmy is a veteran being forced out by a younger guy who took the team to a Super Bowl and an NFC championship in two healthy years. So I get it. Um, But at the same time, we all know what's happening. We all know Jimmy G is going to be out of here. And who knows where he's going to go? Something interesting that's came up over the last day or two is Jimmy's trade value is apparently skyrocketing. There was one NFL team executive that actually mentioned that he could understand why a team like, say, the the Washington Commanders, which is still kind of weird to say, <laughs> um, update that perfect so yeah a team like the washington commanders he understands how that could how a team like that could justify getting a uh spending their first pick sorry i gotta stop distracting myself with my youtube channel i want to respond to that guy who is posting the videos that i use but anyways um what was I saying? Yeah, so an anonymous scout, or an non-anonymous scout, an anonymous, anonymous executive, can't use my words here, <laughs> basically said he could understand how a team like the football team, the commanders, could justify giving up a first-round pick for Jimmy. Jimmy is a functional starter. There's not 32, you know, functional NFL quarterback starters in the NFL. And I think we've all agreed that, you know, while Jimmy is good, he's not, he hasn't been good enough when it mattered. And while Jimmy's been really good in the regular season at winning games, and he's taken games games far in the playoffs when he's healthy, he's limited. And we all love Jimmy the person. Jimmy the player frustrates us. And I think it's ultimately because we want a top five, top 10 quarterback. And that's just not Jimmy. Jimmy is firmly, in my opinion, in that 15 to 20 range, that that average starting quarterback. And there's a lot of value in having a quarterback in that 15 to 20 range. You know, Im- imagine going from having the 30th best quarterback in the NFL. Like, imagine going from um, trying to think of who is, like, one of the worst starting quarterbacks in the NFL. So, like a Sam Darnold. You know, like imagine going from Sam Darnold to Jimmy Garoppolo. That probably is going to get you three or four more wins a season. Like realistically, there's a lot of teams where, hey, if we had Jimmy Garoppolo, we're going to the playoffs or we're going to win another playoff game or two. Like if, if you just plop Jimmy down on the Washington Commanders or the Pittsburgh Steelers, You know, those are playoff teams. You put Jimmy with the Denver Broncos, that's a playoff team. I'd be willing to put money on that. Um, You know, now now apparently even the Eagles are interested in Jimmy Garoppolo. So Jimmy's trade value is heating up. I don't think we're going to get a first rounder, but the idea of getting a second rounder is looking better and better. 
As far as when that happens, we still don't know. My guess is probably sometime between Combine and Free Agency. So the Combine, if I remember correctly, is the first week of March. So my guess is it'll probably be the week after the Combine when something happens. So a couple of days after the Combine is when I would expect to happen. Not only is the Combine where all the players get their official testing, official numbers, but it's also where there's a lot of mingling along all the executives and coaches and general managers and scouts and team presidents and everything. A lot of that mingling goes on at the Combine. A lot of, a lot of drinking and eating and, you know, sharing secrets, quote-unquote, uh, before, after... Uh, the Combine's official stuff. So, yeah, Jimmy's trade value, it's going up. It is going up. Uh, we still have no idea what we're going to get. I feel that if... Uh, I feel like Jimmy is more than worth a second-round pick, in my opinion. If a team wants a quality... If a team wants a starting veteran quarterback that uh, that can lead them into the playoffs... Then you know what? Yeah, Jimmy is a perfect fit. And, uh, you know, you could do a lot worse. Like, here's the other thing is Aaron Rodgers is probably going to stay in Green Bay. He does this every year where he likes to stir up a lot of drama and say he's going somewhere. And it never happens because Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is just a drama queen. And he's sad because we always beat him in the playoffs. And he's, you know, the, the golden child or whatever with the most gifted arm. And it's like, yeah, that's cool, but... You know, you have nasty, greasy, long hair, and you're not a good leader, and that's why you don't win the big game as much. So Aaron Rodgers is probably going to stay in Green Bay. Russell Wilson is probably going to stay in Seattle because, you know, they're, they still technically would need to be traded by the team, and why would those teams trade? So if they stay, Jimmy is the best quarterback on the open market. Like, legitimately, what better option is there than Jimmy Garoppolo for a team that needs a starting quarterback if you can't get Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers? There's not any other options. Like, what are you going to do? Jameis Winston? Really? You think Jameis Winston is better than Jimmy Garoppolo? I don't. Teddy Bridgewater? Eh, nope. Sorry. Jimmy's better. Sam Darnold? Like... He's still under contract for another year. I, I feel like they got fleeced. <laughs> that was not a good trade. I still don't understand why everybody's been so high on Sam Darnold for all these years. But yeah, Jimmy's trade value goes up. It's a good thing. Uh, another thing, Bryant Young. Uh, congratulations to Bryant Young, 49ers legendary defensive tackle, NFL all-decade team for the 90s, multiple-time pro bowler, all pro and now being inducted into the NFL hall of fame, Bryant young. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. So congrats to him. Uh, that was before my time, but I, I know that he was a great player. I know that he dominated the league for his first, uh, first four, five, six years, had that really bad leg injury, came back, wasn't quite the same player, but still was a really good player. Played all the way with the Niners until 2006, 2007. So 13 years in the NFL, just really impressive and holds the 49ers 
team franchise record for sacks in a season. Or I mean, not for sacks in a season, but for career sacks with the 49ers. So congratulations, Bryant Young. I'm going to be excited to watch the Hall of Fame induction. I know that John Chapman with 49ers Rush is going to be throwing a Hall of Fame party. So that'll be cool. I probably won't be able to go, but yeah. And then the last couple of things that we get to before we get out of here is just some, uh, some stupid rumors that are floating around. Uh, like the 49ers are going to trade for Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. Um, no, no, sorry. It's not going to happen. Trey Lance is the guy. This is literally just the clickbaitiest of clickbait. The Packers would never, ever, 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 ever trade Aaron Rodgers to the 49ers. And not only that, but like, what do the Niners give up? We don't have a first round pick for like two years. (laughs) So it's not like we can be like, yeah, we'll give you three first rounders. It's like, do you want like a third? No. No. It's not happening. And it wouldn't work with the cap and all that. So just just stop it. You're just trying to get clicks. It's barely even worth my effort. But I got to do it because Twitter is a buzz. And same thing with Tom Brady. Tom Brady retired. Tom Brady retired. He's not going to come out of retirement. He retired. And if he did come out of retirement, he's a Buccaneer. And why would the Buccaneers trade Tom Brady to the 49ers. <laughs> Again, this is stupid, people. What are we doing? Plus, it doesn't work with the cap space. Again, come on, people. This is stupid. <laughs> Trey's the guy. Get excited. And if you're not excited about Trey yet, I don't know what to tell you. Go watch the Texans game highlights. Like, that game was awesome. Trey's only going to get better. The kid is 21 years old. Really impressive athlete. Huge arm, huge arm talent, really smart, really humble. He's hungry. He's been in a couple of interviews recently. Uh, he was on with Rich Eisen on an interview. He did an interview with uh, Rob Stats Guerrera. Um, and yeah, I mean, the kid is pumped. He wants to be out there. He was, you know, he, he came in. Hey, I get it. Jimmy's the guy. I'm going to learn for a year. Okay, now it's my turn. It's my turn now. So, I'm, I'm pumped. I really can't wait to see Trey. This whole upcoming draft and everything is basically just how can we make sure that Trey is extremely successful in this next year. You know, beefing up the offensive line, stretching the field vertically uh, to open up, the, open up the rush lanes, open up the passing game. You know, how can we, how can we improve our defense in a, in a measurable way so that that way he doesn't need to put up 30 plus points a game, you know? So how can we, in this draft, this free agency, surround the kid with talent and playmakers and a team and coaching that's going to elevate his game so that he can come out and uh, have an awesome year because next year, This is the beginning of a new era. I'm very excited. I I can't wait. Super pumped. So pumped to watch Trey Lance. 
yeah. So uh, I think that's pretty much everything. And uh, again, we're going to keep doing podcasts. Uh, They're typically going to be shorter and sweeter. Um, The YouTube is where I'll be probably putting most of my focus during this, uh, during this draft process season, just because it's fun. You get to watch it, get to watch film, do film breakdowns, look at prospects, all that kind of good stuff. I'm not really sure how I'm going to, how I'm going to supplement the podcast along with the YouTube channel. Cause the YouTube channel is going to be again, primarily prospect film breakdowns. And then here we're going to do, I think what we'll probably do here is do like news analysis and then maybe talk about players that are like rising, falling, who might be a good fit. Um, maybe I'll tell you about some of the mock drafts I do. I do way too many mock drafts, so I feel like I could just rattle off mock draft after mock draft after mock draft. But maybe what I'll do is I'll I'll start putting out. You know what I'll do is I'll start putting out. I'll start putting out focus players at different positions. So maybe once I put out uh, like three or four or five um, videos at a position. Then I'll say, this is the guy that I like the most out of the five film breakdowns that I've done. And then I'll have the video. You can watch all the videos. I can, you know, back up my thoughts with what's on, what's on video. And then I'll come on here and say, hey, I, I looked at this guy, looked at this guy, looked at this guy, looked at this guy. And for the Niners, I like this guy here in the draft. And then here's why. Go watch the film breakdown. So maybe that's how I'll, how I'll combine them. But. Anyways, I'm going to get out of here. Um, the puppy's passed out. My girlfriend's going to be showing up soon here with uh, some groceries. And then we're going to make some dinner and hang out and have a good night. So it's a good time. It's a good time. So, again, I appreciate you. Like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. As always, go Niners. <laughs>